This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Seven points from the playoffs. Eight points from the drop zone. The season is as finely balanced as it's going to get heading into the second half of the campaign. The Stags are in form with four league wins on the bounce and sit second in the form table across the last 10 matches. But following a 10-day break at the weekend face the journey to bottom side South End, a team also in a rich vein of form. Who will come out on top and in what direction will Nigel Clough's men go in the season's second half? As fans, we're itching for action and tonight on the Mansfield Matters podcast, We'll talk about all the latest transfer movements, including the welcome news that George Lapsley has become a stag on a permanent basis. I said to you at the start of the season, it was like sort of a rebuild season for me, but I sort of like fell back in love with the game in many ways and I'm delighted it's done and obviously Gaffer himself's a big pull and just can't wait to crack on now. I think he's shown in the last three months and all the Stags fans will have seen a goal-scoring midfielder uh, with potential to improve. There's not many of those around, you know? I think he fits in very well uh, with the work ethic and the sort of player we're trying to bring in. All of that and much, much more, including your comments, questions and observations in the live feed, as always, this is the show for the fans, by the fans. This is the Mansfield Matters Podcast. A very good evening, one and all, and welcome to the show for the fans, by the fans. This is the Mansfield Matters podcast. It is Thursday. No, it's not. It's Wednesday. There you go. Caught myself out already. Uh, the 20th of January. It's old age, you see. I uh, can't keep up with the days anymore. Mind you, can any of us in uh, a lockdown and all of that stuff. I don't think anybody's known what day it is for the last year, to be honest. Uh, with no game in midweek, that's another reason why it's been very, very difficult to keep track of of uh, games and no game last Saturday. We've all been a bit of a loss for things to do. So here we are 
to try and fill an hour or so of your midweek to talk absolute nonsense. And that nonsense, of course, is Mansfield Town. My name's Craig Priest and joining me on this virtual venture to talk all things Mansfield Town is Mr Nathan Edge and Mr Cam Felton. Give your cameras a wave and say hello. Good evening. There they evening. are. There they are, as always. Uh, Nathan, of course, in the uh, in the opposite side of Mansfield to me. Cam, probably on another planet somewhere, to be honest. He moves about more, more times than... Uh, well, more times than Nathan, actually, in a lockdown. It's quite funny. Uh, a lot's uh, <laughs> happened this week, despite the fact that we have uh, no games, as always. And, as always, we want your comments on uh, on your team. So get involved in the comments down below and have your say. I can see a couple of you have already done so tonight. We'll come to those in just a second. On Saturday, we did a bit of a mini podcast because there was no game, um, obviously due to Carlisle having COVID within their camp. Um and we spoke a lot about the signing of Stephen Quinn, so we won't touch upon that as much um, tonight. But uh, there's been a couple of outgoings, uh, a big loan outgoing as well, including uh, Roland Menayese, who's gone on loan to Grimsby, and the permanent signing of George Lapsley as well. We'll come on to that in just a second. But tonight, we want you to get involved in our live poll. We are halfway through the Skybet League 2 season as it is at the moment, so we want to know... Where do you think the Stags will finish? Will it be the top seven? Will it be a top half and a playoff push? Will it be a mid-table finish? Or will it be just above the drop zone? Get involved on the live poll now and let us know where you think we will finish this season. I'm going to bring in um, the two boys, Nathan and Cam. Nathan, I'm going to come to you first. Halfway stage of the Skybet League 2 campaign. At the start of the season after the first couple of games or so, I bet you didn't think that at the halfway point, we'd be slightly, and I say slightly because I think everyone else is a bit more optimistic than me, but slightly optimistic of finishing the campaign with a, with a bit of a spring in our step. I, uh, I didn't even think we'd be close to, to where we are right now. So, you know, I although we're still only eight points um, you know, above the drop zone, I thought we would have been right in amongst it to be honest so i think that is absolutely a uh, testament to what clough uh, has managed to do since since taken over so i um you know to say where we are after you know exactly halfway through the, the season i'm at the moment very very happy with where we are can when the season started with graham cochran at the helm it felt a lot like a transition period you know we'd got rid of a lot of players we'd seen a turnover in those players, we'd lowered the age gap with some some new blood uh, coming in. It didn't feel like a, a campaign which was going to be an exciting one. It, it sort of felt like it'd be one of, you know, just quietly bobbing along, keeping ourselves to ourselves and, and sort of seeing what, what happened. The way that progressed, it's been absolutely ridiculous. And I think you can probably look at it actually as, um, even though we're halfway through the season already, you can probably see, you can probably look at the half of the season as a season a half season of two halves if that makes sense the first bit with Graham Cochran where we were absolutely atrocious really struggling at the bottom and looking like pure relegation fodder to the second part with uh, Nigel Clough coming in and rejuvenating us all and out of absolutely nowhere putting on this incredible run in the form table the last 10 games we are second in the league table that's uh, absolutely ridiculous from where we were yeah, from from where we were, it, it was ridiculous. You didn't we, when we were all sat here, when um, 
when Coughlin left after the Barrow, well, I mean, it was the following day after the Barrow game, wasn't it? No, we um, got sacked on, well, yeah, it was the se- the following day when we were talking about it, but it got sacked yeah, on the yeah. night of, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, when we, yeah, when we were talking about it, when we were talking about it, you wouldn't have thought that we'd be sat in, in 14th place um, with, was it 20, 29 points? Yeah, so now, yeah, twenty nine points on the board. Uh, in, for context, for context, mental. this is how tight the league is. By the way, for context, we are. I think it's seven points from the playoffs, but also only eight points from the drop zone. So it's it's on a knife edge, but it's still like you like you're probably going to say it, it's still a very very strange feeling from from where we were at that point. It is, but then you also think about like the the, the insane run that we've been on. If if the season started when Clough came in, for example. I think it's the stat that keeps getting bounded around because people are just talking about it. The press have got hold of it. I think um, Nigel did a interview with the Daily Mail um, either today, yesterday. It came out today. Good read. Go and watch it. It's on. Good read. Go and watch it. You all right? <laughs> uh, good. Good read. Go and, uh, go and read it. Um, anyway, um, they were on about oh, if if the season started, then we'd be like we'd be second in the league. They were picked up what 20, 22 points since Clough came in. Yeah, it's absolutely it ridiculous, absolutely unreal. He's got really has got the the lads galvanised. And remember, that's with the same players as well, which makes it that yeah, even it more impressive. You know, if if he came in in January, managed to well, or, or you know, say just before January, and then made the changes. You know, a lot of people he still would have got credit, of course, but. A lot of people would put it down to the change of personnel, whereas actually he's managed to do that with the exactly the same players as Graham Cochran had. So, you know, is is that showing how good of a coach, uh, you know, Clough is, or is it how bad Cochran was? You know, it's a bit of both. Probably a factor of both, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's a bit of a bit of both for me. It does make me question what on earth Graham Cochran was doing with those players. But again, it's that argument about systems, isn't it, and mindset and mentality. Good working environments really, really do uh, say a lot. And I've spoken to a lot of players who were, who shall remain nameless because it's only fair, who were released at the end of um, last season and obviously played under Graham Cochran. And they said the environment was absolutely hell to, to be in and around. And, um, you know, I'm sure that's something we'll touch upon at the end of the season when we're reflecting on God knows what. If we keep on at this tra- trajectory, then, of course, the optimist in me will say we could possibly be a League One or a, a playoff-pushing club. But there was a saying I thought of earlier, and it's sort of gone out of my head a little bit. It's something like, the pessimist sees the difficulty in, ever, in every opportunity, and the optimist sees the opportunity in every difficulty. And I can't quite work out where I am uh, right now. Uh, Keep your comments in. Let me know where you are and get your votes in as well on the live poll, which will run uh, throughout tonight. Where do you think the Stags will finish as we reach the halfway stage? Clive has kicked us off tonight. Uh, Says, good evening, gentlemen. I feel all warm with a sense of lapsliness. Um, Roger says, evening, lads. Nigel says, evening all. Callum says, doesn't it feel great to be a stag again? No longer dreading Saturday afternoons. Looking forward to them now. I'm hoping for us to get near the playoffs, but realistically, anywhere in the top half is fine. Then I'll have a really good go next season. Uh, Stephen says, evening, lads. Hope you're all doing well. Come on, you stags. Craig says, let's hope we notch it up a gear in the second half of the season. Kick on and push for a uh, top seven push. Um, Roger says, as... Nigel ever said galvanised in his interviews. I don't think he has, Nathan Edge. You, you... No, I don't think he has either. I think Not he yet. said solidified before. He possibly has said solidified, yeah. Um, 
Stephen says in reply to that he will now. Um, and Callum says, no, which is why we are doing so well. There's nothing wrong with the G word. That's all I'm going to say. Um, keep your comments coming. Keep your comments. I just can't be bothered to ring the bell again. Uh, keep your comments coming in and, let, and have your say on your team tonight. We want your comments, your questions, your observations, anything you want to talk about. It's an open forum, as always. It's just a great way to have a chat about the stags. Uh, we'll talk if about it's the... an open forum. I want to throw something in here. Oh, if, I mean, if on. you've been keeping up to date with Mansfield Matters, then I feel sorry for you because as far as they, as far as Mansfield Matters Twitter's knows, it's it's two out look, and one in. So look, who knows? Look. When uh, I did, so when what's I, the odds of tweeting at the exact same time it gets released? To be fair, was it the exact same time? I know it was pretty close. literally the same time. I mean, I'm guessing they were both scheduled, but yeah, no, they weren't scheduled. <laughs> oh, they're not. No, scheduled, oh. scheduled on my part says that I'm organised. <laughs> okay, I thought that might be pushing it a little bit, but I thought maybe. No, the, maybe. the truth of the matter is, I tweeted it, and may, I spent probably not ten minutes making that graphic. Um, tweeted it, and then literally as I was scrolling through Twitter, I saw the news that George Lapsley had signed on a permanent deal. And do you know what? I thought if that had been a new, a new, new signing, as in a new person, I would have changed it. But the fact that it, you know we already had him, spin it. you know we oh. we had we had him already anyway, didn't we? So you know yeah, I, I, I think the graphic stands. And Nigel Clough has said in his press conference today uh, that you know there might be one or two new ones coming in. So I think the silhouette and the question mark, Cam, I think that's still. I think that still goes. And you know what? If you don't like it, sod off to Salford shenanigans. Get yourself over <laughs> to Oldham Opinions. You know you are. You, you know you're not dispensable. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Put him in his place uh, now. Aren't you? I, I have. I have. Do you know what I'm more? Dis- do you know what I'm more disappointed about? I'll let you in behind the curtain here, podcast fans. Before the um um the podcast started his headphones weren't working so he was on loudspeaker and um his flatmate girlfriend um and friend uh could hear everything right yeah he's put his headphones on now so she completely missed out on me shutting him down i'm disappointed oh, <laughs> told you th- the third yeah. you know get into 30 mate i'm gonna i'm gonna be ruthless now by the way nathan um i would have opened your present on uh on on the podcast tonight um, but I was expecting a parcel at the same time on the same day. I thought that was it, so I opened it. Um, it's a good job that you re- redeemed yourself with Nando's. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> oh, shocking. I can't believe you've done that. I mean, they, they go together quite well, don't they? Yeah, Nando's and anti-wrinkle cream. <laughs> Did you Re- actually? Really? Are we really going well, there? I mean, you know what it looks like in your 30s, and, and obviously... When you're adding the mix of sporting stags, you get stressed, and uh, obviously you're you're pessimistic. And you know, I was trying to find <laughs> you a shirt about being a pessimist, and I couldn't find one, so I had to stick with answering wrinkle cream in the end. Oh, dude! If you'd have found a shirt, I would have worn it. So but, I know. And, but and to be honest, good. these cameras are HD. And to be honest, I've got the wrinkle cream on. Yeah, necessary. Very so, necessary. Good, very good presence there. Oh, that's it. Bring You're this. Welcome. Well, the, yeah, the, the Nando's was very much appreciated. It was, it was very nice. All the restaurants are available. Or however, if Nando's, you want to do a sponsorship deal, hook me up. Uh, right then, let's get back to some of your comments uh, tonight. Uh, Clive says, "Which manager got Lapsley to the club? It was Coughlin, wasn't it? it, it yeah, he did, did arrive yeah. under Coughlin. Yeah, yeah, on the the I, I, I think it was Sharp. Yeah, Sharp was in, uh, Yeah. To be honest, when people talk about managers and and players coming in there's certainly 
I don't necessarily think that it's, it's the manager at the top of the tree. I think a lot of it is obviously their scouting team who then sits down with the manager and gives them a list and goes, right, would you want, you're looking for this area, here's the players I can think of, and then shows them the clip. I think the manager is, a manager will handpick from a shortened list of um, players which the scouting team and recruitment team have put together. And certainly under Graham Cochrane, Nathan, there didn't seem to be much of a recruitment team. It was Andy Burgess, no disrespect to, uh, to him. Um, but I think David Sharp was very much involved with a lot of those uh, a lot of those deals which came in, who which are now you know proving to be good players. So it's it just I guess it shows what you do with them. I guess. Yeah, it is. Um, and like uh, like we like we did then, and we we've got to give credit again to to Sharp and to the Radfords for for getting this deal over the line. You know, if, if we're going to take uh, the credit away from Cochrane uh, for bringing in laps in the first place, then you kind of have to do a little bit of a cluff at the same. You know, now we can't be too hypocritical with that so uh but if you're going to do that you you know they've got to you know, as as Clough said anyway in, in his interview that uh, it's david sharp that you've got the the deal over the line so you know you've got to uh, credit credit him for for doing that um so you know we've not always had somebody in in that position that uh you know sharp is is doing well we haven't had anybody in, ever in that position really have we um so as in working alongside the radford so uh, you to have him doing that work has has obviously helped in the situation. Clough has said, and quite obvious, you know, we he's been a, a lapse. He's been a superb player for us on loan so far. So it had been a, a big shock if Clough turned around and said he didn't want him. Obviously he did, and then he could hand it over to to Sharp to go and uh, get the deal over the line, and and he's done that. So yeah. uh, you know, well done to them all. Yeah, well, so I just one quick point. I just want to make clear. I think that we've got to give a lot of credit to the to the Radfords as well for firstly for getting Sharp in, but Sharp obviously knows a, a lot about football. I think in the past, obviously, we've spent money on players before under Evans, but I think it was very much just like him walking into the chairman's office and saying, "I want this player, this player, this player." All right, I want Ben Waitman on loan. I think we might have bowed down slightly. And I think now that... I'm not saying that the Raptors obviously did a bad job, but I think that, obviously, they've said it before, they're still learning. They've said it multiple times. They're still learning football and how how things work. And I think now that we've got someone in like, like Sharp, obviously, it's, it's running the club from a business aspect, but also getting value for money and and not just giving in to the manager's demands like I want this player this player and this player it's like what's going to be best for the club but also what's best for the pocket yeah you know, I, I think backs that up a little bit is forget about um, Lapsley signing for a minute I think what backs that up a little bit more is what we've managed to do with Alistair Smith I think in years gone by uh, he would have just just gone yes he's gone on a free but that would have been it you know just uh, you know released mutual contract terminated whatever um, and then just gone and signed for you know gone and signed for altering it is altering isn't it? Yes. Um, yeah. Whereas this time, although he has gone on the free, there's there's incentives, future incentives for us. You know, if if he does carry on with a good form for them and does get picked up and signed for anybody else, there's something in it for us as a club, which you know it might not be much, but that in the past, like I say, I think that would have just been a deal for nothing. Whereas now we've actually got something out of it and I think that again goes down to the that that little bit of extra attention and a little bit of extra care with with the deal yeah I think a lot of it as well comes down to like you said before it, it might have just gone for nothing and you just been let go or whatever just to get a player off the books a player out the door and free up wages for elsewhere but to protect our own future you know we've 
giving him X amount of years through the academy, giving him opportunities in the first team. He's had some good games. He's had some not so good games. He's played under, I think it's uh, at least four different managers now. Flick, who was around when Flickcroft was around. Obviously, John Dempster, who brought him through the academy as well. Um, obviously, uh, Graham Coughlin and now Nigel Clough. He's not quite made it. I think had he been a couple of years younger, we might have you know, kept the loan deal and then given him a shot next season, which I think we, we might do with Jimmy Knowles, which we'll touch upon a little bit later. But the fact that we've put incentives in place again highlights the, the work that David Sharp and, uh, and, and the team, the recruitment team, and of course the Radfords want to do. It's in terms of protecting the club. We've, yes, we've let a young player go. And yes, we've not got any money at this point for him, or not that we know of anyway, but certainly in the future, this potential for money there, whether it be after X amount of appearances, whether it's a sell-on fee or whatever, that is protected. And when you think of, you know, the, the impact he's made at Altrincham, you know, he's gone there, he's played games consistently, he's played at a good level as well, a good standard of performance for him. It's just, it's just the fact that he's not going to get into our side at the moment. So, you know, given half a good season... Um, especially with the whole COVID stuff as well. In the summer, he might get himself a move to a League Two club or a League One club, which we will benefit from in some way. So uh, a good deal all around, I'd say. Uh, keep your comments coming in. Don't forget to get involved in the poll as well. Um, Paul says, Clough has said he wants to bring in another two players and send another two or three players uh, out. What position would you guys like to see come in? Now, obviously, Roland Menayese has gone out on loan to Grimsby. So one for me, Nathan Edge, would be uh, a defender, whether that be a experienced commanding defender, somebody sort of in the age bracket of Stephen Quinn that came in on loan from Burton, or whether that just be a younger defender to sort of uh, add to, to the backup ranks. Um, I'm not so sure, but I certainly think there'll be a defender in the mix somewhere, possibly because he sees O'Driscoll more as a midfield player than a defensive cover. Yeah, I'd agree. And um, I'd, I'd probably lean towards a bit uh, to the to the more ex- experienced side uh, of things. I mean, we obviously we have got Perch, who we know is, is uh, more than su- suited to, to play in there. But you know, like uh, like they've said so far, you know, earlier on in the season, I think I can't remember if it was Sharp or Cochran, but you know, when he's brought in, he's not going to play week in week out. Although he has done for us for a little bit, he obviously has picked up an injury now, uh, and we don't know what will happen throughout the rest of the season. So I think somebody else, um, you know, around 30, 30 years old, who's who's got that experience, will probably help the likes of uh, Rawson and Sweeney, uh, you know, back there. So I'd expect something to come in there obviously with with mayo uh going out on loan um and, and i'd probably be looking still to strengthen on that left hand side so whether you could find a player that's versatile that can cover cover both central and left uh, left side that would probably be a, you know an even better scenario what about you cam would you be looking at the other end of the pitch you look at obviously We've got Nicky Maynard coming back. We've got Jamie Reid, who's starting to hit form a little bit. Jordan Bowery, obviously excellent at the moment. Andy Cup, always excellent when he comes in. Would it be that top end of the pitch that you're looking to add, or do you think you'd, you know, you'd be more in agreement with myself and Nathan and be looking to add that defensive slash left-sided cover? I think that we could need both. I suppose it depends on, I mean, firstly, is what's the plan with Andy Cook? Because obviously he's not getting a game at the moment. I, I mean, obviously he did play uh, last Tuesday, uh, but he's not really getting a game time. And if he is, it's being brought on very, very late, not being given a chance really. 
and um, is there a plan to send him out on loan? Is there a plan to send Jamie Reid out on loan? Because, yes, he got a goal on Tuesday night, but other than that, he's not really done much. And I suppose it's... I can't remember what Clough said about him, not about giving him a, a run in the team. I can't remember exactly. But it's like, well, what, what are the plans with all the players that we've currently got in the attack for, like up front? Obviously, left side, we're going to need someone anyway. And that's something that we've been crying out for for the last four or five years now. And that, it just seems that that thing will, will never, ever change. No matter who comes in, it just seems that Mal Benning will be left out to dry on his own on that left-hand side. It wasn't as bad when we were playing the five because, I mean, we did have CJ out there. Well, he should have been out there. I mean, he got put everywhere else apart from there. But you would have said he was that that competitor for, you know, for, for Mal on that left, left wing. But never really end up being the case but I think now we are playing with the four there's got to be some sort of cover out there hasn't there surely yeah you'd, you'd you look at so. McLaughlin can play in there but I think Nigel Clough sees him more of a, a as a but central they could both player be on or... the pitch at the same time as well, yeah they? so it's this there's still I still think there needs to be that uh, that one person in there probably more more defensive uh, minded than necessarily attacking but that's also the thing we don't ever seem to play 4-4-2 so they're not going to be on the pitch at the same time recently we played 4-3-3 4-3-1-2. Uh, it's just that we don't seem to... It's like when McLaughlin does play, it's like it's always when Benning doesn't. Uh, and yes, it's like, oh, yeah, he's, oh, he's, a, he's an ideal replacement. He's not really, realistically. You will, will look when he's playing. He, he, looks, he does look a little bit out of place on that left-hand side trying to get back and forth like Mal does. And obviously, we've still got to play him in roughly the same sort of way that we play Mal because otherwise that's just going to unset the rest, unsettle the rest of the team because you can't just change the whole team to suit one player. It just doesn't work. So you'd think like, oh, do we need someone to come in that's a little bit more natural on that left-hand side just to not only fill the position but complement the team as well? Keep your comments uh, coming in. Uh, let us know your thoughts on that as well. Nigel says, I feel like we need more cover at centre-half. Uh, Chris says, it's so tight point-wise in the league this season. I'd be happy to finish anywhere above relegation. Keep your, your votes coming in on that as well. Uh, Clive says, uh, Cochrane signings weren't that bad. Uh, Andy says, let's keep pushing on. You never know. We may just make the playoffs and achieve the impossible. Um, Roger says, I think all Stags fans are very grateful for Lapsley signing a very good player to have in the team. Um, uh, Stephen says Clive the signings were good it's uh, him who couldn't manage them his theory of how to organise and play football was the problem um, Nigel says I do think Ollie Clark was the work of Graham Coughlin yeah I agree with that one um, Roger agrees with you You can say I'd like to see a new left back um, Roger also says I, I think the Stags to finish in the last playoff position uh, and Beck says hi guys it's great news with George Lapsley yeah let's touch upon that of course uh, his loan from Charlton Nathan Edge uh, made permanent this week a two and a half year deal uh, for him he'll be relocating to the area he made a he's made a really good start to his Mansfield career and it's all down to Richard Cooper and Nigel Clough, the impact they've had in the changing shape, getting him forward, you know, scoring goals from midfield. He's the exact type of midfielder we've been after for years. And like Nigel Clough said in his, in his interview about him, you know, goal-scoring midfielders are very, very rare to find. And I think we've got an absolute gem in uh, in George Lapsley. And his enthusiasm, which Lapsley uh, has said, I think it, it's infectious. Yeah, I, I I still can't believe we've actually sort of managed to get the deal over the line. 
Um, you know, I, I genuinely believe that he was probably going to save us for the rest of the season on loan and then, you know, be given the freedom to go and look for for, for, for sort of, you know, basically any pickings, really, of, of many clubs. Because I think he would have had a very good season, continued to have a good season under us. Uh, so for us to be able to, first of all, get the deal over the line and get it done and dusted now, which is great because he can settle down. Obviously, he's moving to the area with his, with his partner. Um, so he he's ready to to settle into the area, which is I mean, another great sign. Have you got a house available for him, or is it currently occupied at the moment? We know like you're the property master of you, like Nathan's got monopoly on all. Occupied. Nathan's well, got monopoly. I'm quite happy to get the rent, but yeah, it's currently <laughs> occupied. Um, so I'll have to keep. Uh, you could evict them. You could monopoly board if I can find another one for I mean, him. But, you're not um, you're not this type of um, person, but you could evict them, whack the rent up because he's a footballer, and get you sent some free tickets when it comes I could. back. But it's also my brother, so it'll be a bit harsh, wouldn't it? Yeah, good point. Fair play. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, obviously, it's it's uh, great to hear that he's, he's settled into the area, which is, again, good good signs that, uh, you know, hopefully, he's, you know, I think just it's such a big part. You don't We don't sort of think about it sometimes as fans, about players coming to a club. They've also got to settle into the area, and I think that's a big part to... Uh, of their performance if they're if they're homesick and you know, they're, they're not settling and then that can certainly affect how they play whereas he seems to have uh made it you know got it right in his mind i think he knows what he wants and he's made that decision um and i think that for us this like i said it's a great bit of business and uh, i think this will go on to make us some some quite quite a bit of money as well in the future because i think a couple of seasons he'll he'll do well and i think he'll we could be looking at a championship move for him at some point. Yeah, I mean, to me, to me, it's the best bit of business we've done since Ryan Sweeney because we did the exact same thing. Had him on loan. He was performing really, really well. Then January came around and we thinking we're probably going to lose him. And, and that would have been an even bit more of a bitter blow, uh, to be honest. Um, but we didn't. We signed him on, on practically a free, you know, and we've... we've developed him even even more and I think under the likes of Nigel Clough and, and his coaching staff I think George Lapsley is going to continue to develop and um, like Nathan says in, in the future in a year two years time we'll move on to, to somewhere different but it's an interesting point Nathan raises Cam on um, you know the set into the area thing um, I'm not just bringing up the name because it, it's it's you two, but I remember when Alex McDonald left and he was talking um, it was on a podcast or an Instagram Q&A or whatever but he was talking about being gutted that he was released because he ups, upsticks his life, moved up to the area and really, really settled in with a young family. And I remember him sort of, you know, breaking it to his, I think it's his daughter saying, oh, no, we might have to move again and things like that and being upset. There's a whole different world uh, beyond the 90 minutes of the pitch and beyond the training, which you've got to think about. And I think that's where, you know, we've, we've got a good club in that because we every single player that seems to sign for us and, and seems to relocate to the area always mentions how friendly the staff is how community orientated the area is um and and that it's a good area for uh, for family and i think that's a, a big big selling point if you know we're not just about bringing players in for the sake of bringing players in to, to get results on the pitch we are we have to make sure that their home life is settled and, and is um is key because to be honest if we hadn't have done that and hadn't have made those decisions off the pitch and put those support networks in camp, players like George Lapsley, who's got a, a girlfriend, a young baby, was at the time a long way from home, obviously, you know, commuting quite often and staying in hotels and, and stuff and, and lodges and, and lodging, that sort of thing. It would have been very easy to look at offers 
from clubs in League One that were maybe a little bit geographically closer to where he's based and go, do you know what, I'm going to go there for the sake of my family. But to put those um, uh, you know, platforms and, and stabilities in place, those foundations in place off the pitch really says a lot about our club and that makes me proud. Yeah, it does. And I think he spans back, I think... Um... Who else has done this before? Uh, Callum Butcher, I think, was one that always springs to mind personally. Obviously, a young player as well. Um, loan from from Millwall, weren't he at the time? Yeah. Or was he on a permanent from Millwall? Uh, I don't know. I think we I signed think he, him I think he came in on a permanent. Yeah. yeah. Either way, so obviously he's from down London, but wasn't as as far as I was aware, he was on loan with Dundee. Yes, from he Millwall. was, and he'd settled. So he'd settled up he... there. I think. I think he'd got yeah. settled up there. Rather than and down, obviously they've, they've brought in. Obviously, then Millwall brought him back and then released him. So I think that was something that messed around, and then I think that's probably why he never really got settled in Mansfield. But even just like back to managers, you think what was the big pull factor for Graham Cockland to take the Mansfield job? Yeah, living exactly. in, living near Sheffield. Yeah, and it's the same with Nigel Clough as well. You know, he, he yeah. in the Daily yeah, Mail you in, interview you you mentioned. You know, we look, you look at the clubs he's had. It's that they're all locally, he's very settled in the area, family orientated, and. I think that's a big draw for a young player as well. Well, yeah, and so you look at—I mean, you look at Mansfield geographically. It's quite an easy place to get to from most parts of the country. It's right next to the M1. So even if it's not uh, possible for players to move permanently straight away, it, commuting is still an option. And and yes, it's not what everyone wants to do, but it, it's still an option until they can find something to do. And and obviously the club have been been fantastic in the past we're obviously helping players sort all the demand seeing stuff like how to move to the area what sort of like houses the support network that the club have got is just fantastic and the clubs have just improved year upon year and it's not the stuff that fans see all the time it's it's the little bits that that help the players settle in and and really make Mansfield their home not just their employer as such yeah it's those little one percents like Adam Murray used to say and for me they are the little one percents that you know, I'd be thinking a lot about my family as a young lad. You know, is this a good good area for my daughter to to grow up in? Is this a good place for my girlfriend to move? Is she going to be settled enough? Is she going to uh, settle down enough off the pitch, having to move away from presumably from her family? Am I going to be all right moving away from my family? There are a lot of factors to to take into to consideration, and you know, I've had that in my personal life as well, where where I've had you know offers on the table and, and to think about that and to think about having to move away, and it's it's something which plays a lot on your mind and you know I think uh, it's testament like we say to the staff behind the scenes to get that settled and to make him feel settled enough within the short time he's been with us to to make that move permanent and to make that huge huge uh, leap in terms of his personal life going forward as well uh, on George Lapsley Craig says Lapsley what a bit of business uh, Nigel says Laps said Nigel Clough was a big factor in signing for the Stags uh, talking about improving him as well uh, Martin says I think Charlesley is improving Rawson is vastly improved since Clough came in um, Beck says uh, it's because houses are cheap Nigel says not in South or they're not Nathan you want any comment on the housing market as I go to Monopoly man <laughs> uh, well by the sounds of it, he's not looking in actual Mansfield. But from his interview, he said uh, he said Nottingham. So um, I think it's going to be quite Nottingham City Centre. But I, I reckon they're going to look for a quite nice one in the uh, in the suburbs. 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Clive says the Radfords could house the whole squad at Radford Manny at, at, at Barnby. Uh, talking about positions uh, to, to be improved on and to be strengthened, Stephen adds, uh, the centre-back position is covered by Perchino Driscoll. Left-back is a need and so is a free-scoring goal scorer. Well, one man who is scoring goals and one man who has been scoring goals during his Mansfield career so far whilst he was on loan is George Lapsley. He's made the move permanent. Let's hope he can score more goals as his Stags career continues. Let's hear what he had to say after putting pen to paper on a two and a half year deal to make his loan move a permanent one. This is George Lapsley speaking to I Follow Stags. As soon as I knew the offer was there to be signed, I sort of just said to my agent and Gaffer, I was like, yeah, let's just sort of get it done so I can crack on with the rest of the season. To be fair, terms between Mansfield and myself were sorted quite, quite quickly. It was just sort of waiting to get it completely finalised and all parties to accept. I did have other offers, some in the league above as well, but it's, I think it's important that I'm happy and to be with my family and I think this was the right move for myself and my little girl and my girlfriend to sort of make home up here and just crack on from here. Yeah, yeah, I had other offers, but Mansfield was where I wanted to be at the end of the day. I said to you at the start of the season, it was like sort of a rebuild season for me, but... I've sort of like fell back in love with the game in many ways and yeah, I'm just I'm delighted it's done and obviously Gaffer himself's a big pull and yeah, just can't wait to crack on now. The level of my performances has probably been the best of what it has been for a while and he just believes in me and his team believe in me and they're always talking to me, telling me how I can improve and they're adding goals to my game and that's a massive pull for me and I know I want to try and crack on and get as many goals as I can. There's so much belief the gaffer's putting in me and talks to me and just tells me what he wants from me and I'm just I'm just enjoying it at the minute and hopefully long may that continue. Just instantly there's a real like hunger to win. I think in training is very competitive and I think I think that goes out onto the pitch. You see how fast we start in games and it's because we know that effectively we want to win the game. We don't always want to win the game one or two. As gaffer says, we want to go on and win three, four, so a good start is a massive part of that and when you start well then the rest of the game just follows. For me the main thing is I'm happy and I'm enjoying football and obviously when you're winning games as well you're going to be happy so I wouldn't, I don't know how I'd rate it but listen I'm, I'm happy so there's, I can't really ask for much more. That's George Lapsley speaking to you. I follow Stags. You can watch that interview in full by heading to mansfieldtown.net forward slash I follow, where you can also purchase your match passes for Saturday's trip to Southend. We'll hear shortly from Nigel Clough as he gives us an update on uh, transfers and uh, all the latest goings on and the mindset behind some of those transfers. But let's switch our attention uh, back to the pitch. We've got a poll going on at the moment. We're asking you, where do you think the Stags will finish this season? Will it be in the top seven will it be uh, a top half playoff push will it be mid table or will it be down at the bottom end of the table now I know I get a lot of stick on this show for being a pessimist and all of that stuff but the reality is Nathan Edge you know it is so much on a knife edge at the moment anything could happen um, so you sort of do need to look in both directions like we said following results in midweek and at the weekend um, we're seven points from a playoff spot and we're eight points from the relegation zone at exactly halfway through the season in terms of games played for us. So the big question is, it's not where we can go, it's are we good enough 
for a playoff push or should we just be content to do what Nigel Clough has been saying in his press conferences if you listen clearly enough which is let's just take it game by game let's get as far away from that relegation zone as we can and see what happens it's a really tough one um you know in his press conference today Clough has said that you know although it's been you know, super we've been on a fantastic run uh, you only have to to lose a lose a few, and you can very easily get dragged back in back into it. So, you know, I, I think that to me sort of says to him, he's still got one eye over his over his shoulder. You know, still still looking, you still got to be careful and not take your foot off the gas. And in that aspect, you know, you could easily be dragged back into it. Uh, but at the same time, you look at it, we are closer to the playoffs, albeit by a point, but we are closer. Uh, games have been playing. Well, it feels like forever since we played, but. There has been games happening. Um, so a few have played a game in hand. Uh, there still are a few with games in hand as well. So uh, we still don't know what, where we would be with everybody sort of level playing basically on the same games. But um, you know, this, it, it could go either way. But I guess the one thing we we can look at as a massive positive is the form table. Um, so you know, we if we, if we weren't in form, then obviously we certainly would be looking behind us and thinking, you know, where's our next win coming? And you start worrying about those other teams down there if they start putting uh, results together a bit like Southend had done. Forget someone like Grimsby doing that as well. Um, you know, you start to worry a little bit. But the fact that we are doing at least our business, that's when you can actually look ahead and think, um, you know, if we carry on like this, there's only one way we can go. And, and you'd like to think some of those above us will start slipping up. So it's the, the fact that we're in such good form is making me more optimistic and making me look further up the table rather than down the table. Yeah, and of course, uh, we've got them all to play now, of course, as we reach the halfway point uh, in the season in terms of games played. Let's have a little look at that league table. The Stags following results on Saturday and in midweek currently occupy 14th place on 29 points, as I say, at seven points off of the playoffs and eight points away from the relegation zone. Uh, beneath them, Port Vale having played 24, so the Stags have a game in hand on them, also on 29 points. 16th is Oldham, who've played the same amount of games as the Stags on 28th. 17th uh, is Bolton, um, who, of course, we play on Tuesday night, um, 7 o'clock kickoff for that one. Also played 23 games on 28 points. Harrogate in 18th, they've got a game in hand on the Stags uh, on 26 points. Uh, Bradford, they've got a couple of games in hand on the Stags. They've played 21 so far in 19th place on 24 points. Barrow played 23 in 20th, 23 points also to their name. Scunthorpe now played 23 as well. They're in 21st on 23 points. Then it's Stevenage who again have... Uh, at least two games in hand over the Stags, having played 21, uh, and they're also on 21 points. In the drop zone, it's Grimsby, who uh, have played 24. So, uh, from my pessimistic point of view, uh, we have a game in hand over them, which is good to create more of a buffer. They're on 21 points at the moment. And, of course, South End, who we play on Saturday, bottom of the league on 20 points. And that is because, Cam, they were beaten... Uh, last night on Tuesday night uh, at home to Cambridge. Cambridge, of course, had started slipping um, of late, but they've sort of kicked back into life with that result. Southend, incidentally, were 1-0 up uh, at the break. Yeah, there was, and I think it's it just shows how topsy-turvy this season actually is, the fact that anyone could win these games. I don't think, other than... 
you look at the table now, and obviously even like your Cambridge, your Newport, your Carlisle's are up near the top. We're still only, what, 11 points off top? 12 yeah, points off top. let's have a little look. 29 top is Cambridge on 41. Yeah, so it's just it's ridiculous how close this division actually is this season. Um, but I think that, I mean, as long as we keep winning, I suppose it's, it's irrelevant what everybody else does. But yeah, these games in hand, like Bradford, if they win both of their games in hand over us, they overtake us. Uh, but we've also got to play Bradford. We've got to play all these teams again. And I think South End, obviously, yes, they're in a decent bit of form. But I think it, we need to really show the league like what what our intentions are and i think if you're gonna it's like the old the old thing is like you go out and absolutely hammer a team i think if there's a team that's going to be out there to take a take a beating then it's it's your south end your grimsby your stevenage is all them that are down at the bottom that yes they're on a, they've had a, a couple of games where they've had a decent spell but down on confidence and i, I just think it might just be that extra bit that might just get the season really going and yes we're on a decent run of form but winning breeds confidence and a big win breeds more confidence you see the thing for me there nathan is again pessimistic alert but there's the whole thing of uh, an air of arrogance i'm not saying it's completely arrogant but there's an air of arrogance there in what cam said not him personally but the whole thing if anyone's there to take a beating and it's the teams like south end etc but you know when you look at our run under Nigel Clough, obviously we played Southend under the tenure of Nigel Clough and it was a very, very tough game. You know, they were, I think they were 1-0 up again at half-time, similar to what they were against Cambridge. They're on a good vein of form despite the fact that they lost on Tuesday night. It's not going to be a given for me and I think because we're on the run of form, we are. And it might be because I'm pessimistic in my old age or grumpy or whatever. Say what you like, but the truth is I'm just, I've just got that 1-2% fear factor of if we allow ourselves to become too complacent too arrogant in our approach um we you know it, it's going to come back to bite us we have to go into this for me uh, this might sound drastic Nath, but we have to go into saturday's game as if they were 24th and we were 23rd and it's the last game of the season i mean I, from what, what you know from cam cam's comment i mean I would agree with it. With you know, I'd probably fancy a little bit more against the likes of Grimsby and Stevenage because they are then they're not in form. But Southend for me, they they, I mean, they were written off at one point. I think everyone just said so they were, were we. down. Uh, they were well adrift yeah. uh, at you know the bottom of the table, and you look what they've actually done. Uh, you know, I don't, I'm not sure where they are in the form table, but I know before they are eleven last in the yeah, last before last, last ten night, games. They've been even better. So yeah, um, you know they they've when you consider everything they've been through in, in the past year and how they've turned themselves around in the last few months, you know, they, they can't, we can't underestimate them on, on Saturday because they'll, they'll want to bounce back from, from losing, uh, losing last night to Cambridge. And, uh, you know, it does, I don't think they really care who they come up against is at the end of the day, they've got to fight for every single game they're in because they've still got to get out of that relegation zone. So, um, you know, I, I'm not, Although I'm going into games a lot more confident than I've been in in uh, in previous months, Saturday I'm not going to be overconfident. The fact that they they're fighting for their lives down there, so it's not going to be an easy game at all. And especially when they have been in such good form 
along with us. It'll be a it'll be a tight match. Uh, Nigel says in the comments, I think only two or three clubs have lost less games than us. We're not that easy to beat. Yeah, which is also true. I think we've lost yeah. what six games uh, this season. Teams who have lost less uh, than that. Uh, Newport have lost four. Uh, Forest Green lost five. Um, Exeter lost four. Yeah, so there's, there's definitely a point in that we are difficult to beat and we're more and more difficult to beat um, under Nigel Clough, uh, Cam, than what we were um, before. And I think that's testament to the way we've set up. I think we've just got to continue to, to find that vein of, vein of form going forward and um, you know be as focused as we can at the back. Yeah, I mean, going back to my last comment, I don't, I'm not trying to be arrogant i just, I just uh, don't, don't start back yeah, no, 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 just, it's I obviously i'm listening to craig on about complacency i just think that clough won't allow complacency he, he's been there he's done it he's done it at, at, at multiple levels where the pressure's been a lot higher you think being in charge of Sheffield united and derby how much pressure is it then clubs because they're clubs that you expect to be doing well and Clough isn't the problem, though. It, 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 it's the players. But then you, you look at the players. Crawley, what happened at half time against correct. Crawley? I agree. Um, you know, that's one well, game. Yeah. But, you know, that it, it could that could quite happen. And, and it was his comment. And, and what was it for me about that as well? It was the comment which he made after the game of, you know, we, we sat the players down and said, what happened in the first half? And they just went, don't know. Why, why have you not done what we've asked to do? Don't know. And that's, that's the thing. It's difficult, but I think, obviously, like, I think. Obviously, we've got a new player in the building. That's going to be interesting how they settle into the squad. But I think as long as we can just keep this momentum going, I think we'll be all right. It's not. It's not that we're going to go out and hammer every team. But it, it's like the teams that are down at the bottom. We need to be beaten. We need to be beating a decent margin. But it's if you've got if you're going to go out and make a statement, then why not make it against the bottom team? Yes, they're in a good decent bit of form, but. You, you just breathe confidence. And I think, yes, we've got a lot of confidence in the team now, but if we let that slip oh so slightly and get a little bit of doubt into our game, then we're going to struggle. To me, I, I I think it'd be a bigger statement if we went and beat Carlisle 1-0 than it would if we beat Southend 3-0. Correct. <laughs> Absolutely. That, crazy that that sound, but I know we didn't play Carlisle, though. Yeah, no, it's, I know, it's but... It's Yeah, but, you know... It's getting results against those teams above us now. That's the, uh, um, you know, if we really want to be up there, we've got to be, be able to beat them. I know you've got to be able to beat everyone, but uh, you know the, that to me beating any of those top three, that's a that's a statement, even if it's by one nil. Exactly. So like, you wouldn't have fancied us against anyone a couple of months ago. The teams that we're playing against in the next couple of weeks, they're all, I mean, they're all down there. South End obviously on two on Saturday, Bolton next Tuesday, Walsall the next Saturday. But then we've got Forest Green. Oh, I think Cam, Obviously, Cam might have disappeared then for a second. I think he's breaking oh, did up. did it glitch out? It glitched out. I think we've got him back. Last year right. at Forest Green, mate. Yeah, we, oh, yeah. yeah. So Forest Green will be our first real tax and that first real test against a, top, a, a team that's at the top. But it, it's perfect opportunity to not only get players in before we start hitting them games. So I think we play Forest Green, then we've got Colchester... Uh, but then we've got Cambridge, Harrogate, uh, and Morecambe. So they are February is by far our diff- most difficult month yet. But we've got time to get players in, and whilst we're playing the teams that are 
not going to be like easy to beat, but you'd think like we we need to be getting a resolve. It's time to get these new players in, bed them in before we hit hit a real bad run of fixtures. And you don't want to be settling players into a fixture, into the team where they might make a couple of mistakes here and there, getting used to things, especially when the games mean a little bit more. Not that they mean less, but when the pressure's a little bit higher because the teams are supposedly more better or higher up the table. Keep your comments coming in and keep your votes coming in as well. Remember, we're asking you where you think the Stags can finish this season as we reach the halfway stage. Roger says, I think the Stags can beat anyone in this league, but they have to keep their form going. Uh, Nigel says, Nigel Clough already said Southend not easy to play against. Doubt will batter them. Uh, Danny says, just throwing it out there, but look at the season we won at the conference. Oh, happy days. It was a mediocre start of the season until we played Liverpool in the third round of the FA Cup. And since playing Sunderland... Um, in put is put in round three here, but in round one, uh, we have definitely kick started our season. Can history repeat itself? Well, we'd certainly like to see it happen. I think, um, I'm not so sure it'll be as epic as that, though. Um, but isn't it bloody typical that if it was to happen, it'd be the one season where realistically we can't go and watch any games at all? Uh, Martin says, I would take a point against Southend and a win against Bolton. Uh, keep your comments, your questions, and your observations uh, coming in. Um, uh, we're going to take a little break now and hear from the Stags boss, Nigel Clough. Um, as we touch a little bit on transfers, we get an update on transfers, of course. George Lapsley has been brought in on a permanent. Stephen Quinn in on loan, if you missed us talking about that, by the way. Catch up with our last podcast from Saturday. Roland Menayese gone out on loan since then to Grimsby until the end of the season. And, of course, Alistair Smith has joined uh, Altrincham uh, on a permanent transfer. More ins and outs, of course, to come before the transfer window closes. Let's get an update from the Stags boss, Nigel Clough, on those incomings and outgoings. Experience in the midfield area, I think, which is very important. We've got a young, generally a young midfield, um, apart from Molly Clark, who's out, been out injured. Uh, you know, you look at George Lapsley, George Maris, uh, Harry Charlesley, you know, they're all sort of youngish. Uh, so we needed some experience in there. Some tenacity never goes amiss. Um, I think his experience, his competitiveness uh, will be an asset to us in the second half of the season. I think we're OK in that area now. I think, you know, even you look at the flexibility with sort of Harry coming uh, to Oldham, coming back inside and giving you uh, an extra body in there. So we sort of have him. We have George Maris, George Lapsley, Stephen Quinn now. Um, uh, you know, Steve McLaughlin can play in there as well. Uh, so I think it's an area centrally where we're okay now. He has to go on loan because obviously he wasn't starting regularly and he was a bit unlucky. He did very well at Cambridge when he came in. Uh, but we've been very pleased with the, the pairing uh, of Faz and Ryan Sweeney. Uh, and also James Perch, when he stepped in, has done very well. So he's gone down the pecking order a little bit. He said, you know, can I go out and get some games? And uh, I think that's brilliant when a player wants to do that and go out and play. So he's gone with our blessing um, and hopefully he'll get 20-odd games between now and the end of the season uh, and then we'll take it from there. I think he's shown in the last three months and all the Stags fans will have seen a goal-scoring midfielder uh, with potential to improve. There's not many of those around, you know, uh, and I think he, he fits in very well uh, with the work ethic uh, and the sort of player we're trying to bring in. We hope to do a little bit more in the, in the last 10 days of the window. In an ideal world, a couple more in uh, and two or three going out. Uh, we don't like running big squads, especially halfway through the season. Everybody's just about fit. 
23 league games to go. We can't anticipate injuries and we can't anticipate if you have an outbreak of COVID and then all of a sudden you miss four or five players. Uh, but I think carrying a sort of uh, a squad of 20 people or something like that, with maybe a couple of youngsters uh, on the fringes just to bolster it in case in case we need them, will be enough. That's Nigel Clough speaking to iFollow Stags. You can hear that in full by heading to mansfieldtown.net forward slash iFollow where you can see lots more content on there and, of course, get your match passes for Saturday's game away at Southend. A uh, few other bits and bobs which Nigel Clough mentioned in there which is worth mentioning very, very briefly. First one, Nathan Edge, is uh, a discussion which we've had a couple of times on the podcast regarding Jimmy Knowles. We know that he went to watch him at Stockport in the FA Trophy um, over the weekend when the Stags had uh, no game. He scored in that game. Since had further conversations with Neil Ardley, the, the Notts County manager, and uh, he's going to be staying at Notts County until the end of the season. Yeah, um, I mean, we we did wonder whether there would be, uh, you know, a, chat, a possibility of him being recalled either for us or to go out somewhere else where he might get more game time. Um, but obviously, they they obviously believe that he's he will still get enough game time for what you know for what he needs for his his development. So um, you know, that's that's that now. At least at least we know where we are with that, and that's done and dusted and put to bed. So. Let's hope uh, you know he does get lots of plenty more minutes and, and he carries on uh, you know scoring for even if it is for Notts County just as long as it doesn't bring them back up. Best thing for him really, Cam, isn't it? Because like Nigel Clough has sort of openly said, he's not going to get near um, near us at the moment, near our squad uh, at the moment. Um, he's out there. These experienced players that Clough and his team have worked with before as well. So uh, uh, I guess it's one of those where he's been sent. He'll stay there. It's just about growing and developing as a person, and then see what the summer brings. Yeah, exactly. I'll say this, this time next summer the squad might be in a completely different place. Um, the world might be in a completely different place, and it might be um, a little bit easier to get game time because obviously, like um, with less divisions playing at the moment, obviously players are not moving around as much as they would. There's just not the opportunities to go out on loan to clubs. And even if you are going out on loans club, you're not guaranteed to play. Not only because the manager might not want you, but you might end up having to self-isolate for two weeks, for example, before you can enter their bubble. Or there's there's just so much faffing around for these these players that do go out on loan, especially being a young player and having to learn so much still, and and having to adapt to new surroundings. And especially if you, obviously, in a situation of like Jimmy Knowles and and a Ronald Mane essay, going to clubs. That uh, closer to Mansfield, there's no commute. But it's just for example, if you had to go out to a club that's a bit further away, you'd obviously have to either move that direction for a temporary basis, or you'd have to travel, and it's not so easy. And I think that um, I think that it hinder more than more than develop. And I think that on the basis of Mayo going to Grimsby, I think you'll be able to develop him more. Obviously, at higher competitive level. Um, under a team that's obviously not doing great at the minute, so hopefully he can go in and do a job for them. But uh, uh, Knowles, it's a difficult situation, I think, Clough's in, whether to bring him, in, bring, uh, bring him back or not. Because he's not going to get the game time here. But where where would you send him if if you need to get in game time? You're gonna, you, you've got no choice but to send him down to the conference, like in the National League, because National North, National South might be too low for him if you wanted to really develop him. But then with 
just the whole situation. It's like there's just more and more games being called off in the conference week by week, whether that's through COVID or weather. Yeah, it's a very... There's just no... There's just no, there's no winners in this entire situation because the players aren't developing because they're not playing. Yeah, it's it's a difficult situation to find uh, yourself in. I think maybe like like you mentioned, if had there been more leagues and more player movement, uh, I think we might have seen Tyrese Sinclair go as well. Just briefly on him as well. Um, obviously, he's finished his self-isolating period, but I think uh, Nigel Clough mentioned he was struggling a little bit, so he's being monitored at the moment. The only other uh, absentee other than the long-term one in Joe Riley is uh, Ollie Clark, the captain, but hoping to have him back in training on Friday to see whether he'll be in for Saturday uh, away at Southend. So we'll be interested to see what happens uh, on that one. Uh, Going to finish off uh, tonight before we reveal the results of the poll, so last couple of minutes for you guys to, to vote on that one. Where do you think the Stags will finish? Um, something popped up on my uh, time hop today, Nathan, on my memories, uh, which was a video of um, the Stags celebrating at Colchester a couple of years ago. 1-3-2, of course, I think we were 2-0 down at half-time. And uh, I'm going to be honest, I sat and cried for a couple of minutes because just hearing the crowd noise and watching all the faces and the emotion, it wasn't. It was nothing to do with the players that was what well, that was there. You know, your CJs, your Dannys, your Pierces, etc., etc. But it was more that thing of you know, that that buzz you get from a game and that whole atmosphere. And it just feels, certainly at the moment, in the situation that we're in, we're in a third lockdown. It, it's, it feels so long away. And I just remember us talking, probably naively at the time, during, this, in, during the closed season, um, when we did the best time of the week, about, you know, potentially going back to watch football in October time at the latest. And if we're being hand on heart realistic, we're not going to see a game this season. And it, it just it, it's just so frustrating. And seeing those videos, it just makes you realise what you miss. And especially in the form like that we're in at the moment, it'd just be so, so good to go and sample that atmosphere. You just don't get it in your living room. I've tried I it. Just <laughs> throw, I just want to throw another game into the mix there. You're on about reminiscing. It's three years ago today that we played Cheltenham at home um, where... Three, uh, five goals, three red cards, penalty. Gary Johnson sent to the stands, and an injury time winner from CJ Hamilton. It's just, I just, I, don't it, know. I think that it feels like forever ago, doesn't it? Since we were, well, since that Northampton match away. Uh, how long does that seem? Yeah. Since, uh, you know, since since that was. Um, so, yeah, it's it's tough, but at the same time, you know, that a couple of weeks ago, there's a lot of talk about. Would would football stop again? Even, you know, even for us to to watch it virtually, you know, uh, there's a lot of talkers talks about circuit breaks in football for a couple of weeks. You know, at least we have got football to discuss. Um, but what it does make it in some ways it makes it harder the fact that we are playing well now because it makes you want to be there even more. When it we're does. Getting, uh, getting battered every week and playing rubbish I want that fuss I think well, at least I'm warm and at home and we can just come on here and rant about it for a bit yeah but, but you um... know deep down you'd much rather be in a, on a cold Tuesday night in Carlisle you you know you'd be lapping that up <laughs> um yeah yeah suppose, <laughs> whatever, if, you, if you say so uh but no now you know when you when you're on a run of form you know you just you'd know that first of all would have had you know the atmosphere in the in the stadium would have gone up a notch anyway when Clough came in because it you know, I think it's tough for a start. Yeah, and it, and it's hope. I think it just gave everyone a bit of hope, didn't it? Yeah. But then the results started coming with it, and the performances. So, you know, you can imagine uh, the One Call Stadium right now would be a 
a really, really great place to be. And especially if we were to go and put on a, like you said earlier, if we went to a challenge in the in the playoffs. Uh, it'd be gutting that we we you know we couldn't actually be there, a part of it. But um, it's just one of them things, you know. In the grand scheme of, of things, you know, although it's gutting, you know, there's a lot worse things going on there, you know, out, out there in in the world. So uh, you know, hopefully with the vaccines being rolled out, it isn't too long, and hopefully next season. Next season, hopefully, we can be enjoying it in League in League One. Who knows? Yeah, I've, I've like... throw throw another thing on top of that. You've got to think about us three as well. There's only so much we can do with the best time of the week podcast. I think we've bled that idea dry at this point. Well, listen, I've got plenty of ideas in here, so just because I'm turned thirty, don't mean that there's not ideas in there. <laughs> Come on. Because we've got so much to talk about every week. I mean, football. We just have to keep churning out random podcasts every now and again. I'm it gives us content. Now. Yeah. I mean, yes, but at least we've got content. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, very, I'm very, very grateful that football has, has been allowed to continue. I mean, it's it's a different game to what it was, you know, at this time a year ago and, and everything like that. Um, different world, of course, as well. Like, you know, you're not going to see celebrations now without, and if you do, teams are going to get slapped with a fine. Like, for example, last night, Newport's goalkeeper scored from a goal kick. But had that happened a year or so ago, all the players would have ran to him, jumped him, and uh, all the bench would have ran to him and congratulated him, and there would have been absolute, absolute, yeah, absolute scenes everywhere. The the amount of fans that Newport would have taken to Cheltenham as well. Yeah, and it was right. I think he would have been right in front of the away end as well. So it would have been really special. And those little things are gone, but. Without football there, this lockdown 100% has been the worst of the three so far because it's because there's a timestamp put on it. You know, it's February half term at the bare minimum for, for where we're going to be for things to start easing. And at last, you know, lockdown two was just a it was just a bit supposed to be a circuit breaker and all of that. And it, it just it was what it was. But this one, schools are short. You know, you can go and get a McDonald's or a takeaway, but you can't. Re- you're not really supposed to. You can go and have a walk around the park, but having football there really does hope. And I just hope that people watching, listening, can take some form of positivity away from these podcasts. Whether it's laughing at how negative I am, um, laughing at you know how Red Cam goes when when I when we talk about his little throwaway comments, whether it's laughing at Nathan buy me bloody wrinkle cream or whatever we just hope that it, it, it's it's something there because for us three it's been it's been great i know we mentioned it a lot but certainly at the minute you know it's 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 really hard seeing those videos so when they do pop up because they will start popping up more and more now especially this time of year when we're sort of having those good results and everything whether it's from a couple of years ago or, or 10 years ago just keep the faith and those days will come back and i tell you what that first game back, and I'm t- I'm not talking first game back when restrictions are starting to lift and there's a there's a limit and a cap on who can go in. I'm talking first game back, no masks, no social distancing, as it was. That is going to be absolutely magical, isn't it? Fill the ground, I think. That's that's got to be the celebration, isn't it? Get yeah. the ground filled, um, and uh, yeah, have a have a big big game, big party. Yeah, absolutely. That's what we need um, as well. Uh, that's almost it from us tonight. Obviously, Saturday to come, we will be back um, with that match day live feeling, trying to replicate it, of course. Um, 
albeit virtually. We can't send you virtual pies or get you virtual pints, but you can get yourself to Tesco and get a crate in, whack a pie in the oven, maybe make yourself a bovril, whatever. Just get that match day feeling going. We'll be with you um, from around 1.50 p.m. with uh, the warm-up show and then, of course, 50 minutes after the full-time whistle for all the debate, the reaction, um, and uh, all the discussion which comes in the wake of another game as the Stags look to make it five on the spin. Results are in for the uh, poll, by the way. At the halfway point of the season, where do you think the Stags can finish? Um, let's have a look um, at that. Uh, top seven, top half playoff push mid-table or just above the drop zone. Let's firstly get Nathan and Cam's votes. Let's start with Cam. Where would you be putting your vote? Um... <laughs> Uh, to try and wind you up, I put top seven, but um, <laughs> it's secretly deep down, I think I still think it's possible deep down because I think uh, the the one thing that keeps popping up to uh, just like randomly on Facebook or Twitter is like these little articles by different pundits that know the game a lot better than what we do. That just like, well, if Mansfield are doing well now and Clough's not made any signings, then just think what force they're going to be when he's put his mark on the team, brought in who he wants, plays how he wants to. I just don't think that... And, and yes, we might fall short, and I wouldn't be surprised if we did. But it's just riding that way while we can, enjoying football while we can, because we were lost without it. Why not enjoy it whilst it's good? And yes, it's going to dip again, and it's going to go probably go not quite as back to what it was. But just... Being able to enjoy football, virtually, yes, but football's football, and it, it, it's the one kind of escape that you kind of get from reality these days. Yeah, that's the nature of the beast, isn't it? Nathan, what about you? Where are you putting your vote? I mean, Cam says there's, there's these uh, professional pundits out there who, who know more about football than us. Might be I true, mean... but they don't know more about Mansfield than us, do they? Yeah, so, exactly. Uh, Thank you, Mr. Pessimist. Mansfield, we do. <laughs> No, that's what as, as we do. Uh, I'm gonna say just outside the playoffs. You know, I think I think we'll do well. I think we'll finish it strong. Uh, but in typical Mansfield fashion, we we did this. Um, you know, un, under Dave, we're in top three, dropped out on the last day. Under well, under Dave, the first time was in the playoffs, dropped out on the last day the year before. Uh, and under Steve, just outside the year before. So I think we'll get in there and drop out on the last day. Uh, results close to thirty as well, you see. Yeah, that's it. Welcome, mate. I'll, <laughs> I'll get you some wrinkle cream. Bucket load for you. Appreciate it. You'll probably need it, of course. Obviously, with a, a young one on the way, that's going to take. Well, that's going to add oh, years on. Speaking of that, can I? When is the playoff final, by the way? Oh what God, date? no! I've, do you know what? I genuinely don't know. I'm starting to panic. Cam will find Quite out. Cam's on it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why you're panicking <laughs> because you know you'd be able to listen to it whilst in Kings Mill holding Emma's hand as she squeezes it and calls you all sorts of names under the sun because we won't be going to it. That is, I know we won't be going to it, so that's one silver lining, but it's not going to be very easy to concentrate on the game, is it? And I, don't know, I don't know how you're going to do the post-match podcast from the Labour Ward either. <laughs> that's going to be great content. It's, it'll be possible. I'll, I'll be live on my, on my YouTube channel on, on, you know, on one camera and then I'll be live on the podcast on another. I can, I can do Please it. tell me you are not going to go on YouTube live to... Oh, I mean, we'll be live everywhere for, for, for this for Stag's playoff final and the. You'll be telling me. Or... You'll be telling me next that with your celebrity status, you'll you'll have signed. You've signed up to one born every minute. 
Yeah. <laughs> One born every minute live on Mansfield Matters. Why? <laughs> because babies matter. Because... Yes. Uh, <laughs> Nate, have you got a, a, an actual due date? Yes, we have, which is the 7th of May. Oh, you're miles off then. Um, spring spring bank holiday, so the 29th to the 31st of May. Do you, re- do you realize oh, we've got? It. You do realize, Nath, You do realize that uh, we've got Port Vale away on the 8th of May, right? I don't normally. I, I thought it was the start of May when the uh, the no, final came. This about, season so we've got two games. This season we've got two I games in May. Far ahead. Yeah. We've just pushed thought. it. Back. Oldham, Oldham on the first, and then Port Vale away on the eighth to end the season. So. Okay. You know, panicking yeah, I'd start panic. No, start panicking because you know, if, if day if day late, match day, priorities, yeah. mate. Yeah, that's thing. It might be the game that we need to win to to get promotion or to get to the playoffs. Exactly, and you know, you it. need to be committed to that because we'll have to do like a watch along live or something. So, yeah, <laughs> I am committed. Get... I've already told Emma. I've I've, I've sorted it out anyway. I said, look, if, it, if it's match day. You're lucky it's virtual. So yeah. You've I'll, put I'll you've put your foot, you've put your foot down with a hormonal woman. Good luck with that. So what I'm going to say <laughs> yeah, that's probably the that's probably the the place to end today's show, isn't it? Before we get sued uh, or slapped. Um, yeah. Danny asks, does does anyone know what will happen with iFollow when crowds are allowed back in? It's a godsend for fans that can't get to the match on a Saturday. iFollow uh, match passes have been. Um, available before, but I think there was uh, it was just something to do with the broadcast rule. Only so, overseas, yeah, only overseas, unless it was a midweek game where you could watch it. But given the amount of revenue it's created for clubs, it wouldn't surprise me if uh, there was an exclu- a deal made between iFollow and um, the powers that be to actually start showing said, games. So, something roughly around as soon as 50% capacity then they'd stop doing the match passes yeah we'll, we'll wait and see that might change I, I might not be yeah that, yeah that's how cam sounds in a minute um that that might change in the future uh final comment tonight steven says when supporting teams like ours you have to enjoy the good times when they come along you're not wrong steven you're not wrong thank you very much to nathan and cam for joining us as always tonight they'll be back with us um on uh, on saturday and Saturday is when the Stags are back in action. They make the trip to bottom side South End. Seven points away from the playoff spaces, eight points away from the drop zone. For me, Saturday is a game which we need to take seriously. No givens in this game. As I said before, the pessimist sees the difficulty in every opportunity, whilst the optimist sees the opportunity in every difficulty. I'm yet to make my mind up which one and which category I fall into. But the one thing I am sure of is that we've got football and we've got Mansfield Town to watch. And whilst we're in this good vein of form, or whatever vein of form we're in, to be fair, it's always a roller coaster ride of emotions. And you know what? I absolutely love it. Join us on Saturday from 1.54, the warm-up on Facebook Live only. And then join us 15 minutes after the full-time whistle for the cool-down post-match reaction show. The Stags back in action as they travel to South End. Can they make it five league wins on the bounce? We'll follow the journey. Why? Because Mansfield always matters. See you Saturday. Come on, you stags.
The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.